I have a really special guest today. It's going to be a fun episode. I'm flipping this little A&M coaster around. Um, today we're going to be talking about all things Christian life, what it means to live on mission, and it's just going to be a dynamic, fun conversation. So we will see you right here. <laughs> Welcome back to the Creative Curious Podcast. If you have, this is your first time tuning in, we explore the nature and character of God through conversations, stories, and ideas. On today's episode, we have Grace, and I'm so sorry. I've asked you like three times, but I, I can't remember your last name. <laughs> Can you say it for us? It's Ojaku. Ojaku. It's, isn't, is that not like a, uh, is that not a name in Black Panther? It's definitely not. <laughs> It's just Nigerian. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun name. It's fun to hear people try to pronounce it and do mm. it so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so Grace is a, a worship leader at Mount Valley and for Chi Alpha. Mm-hmm. Um, we just recently went on a mission trip to Austin. Yeah. And it was incredible. Uh, absolutely incredible. I don't know how, like, I know the, the spirit of the Lord moved on other trips, but, you know. Ours was the, definitely the, better. I yeah. know. I don't understand. If yeah. it did, props to your <laughs> mission trip. Um, but yeah, we're just going to talk about like how, you know, we could start with worship leading mm-hmm. and what that means to you. You were talking about how you kind of always have to be in this place of being filled mm-hmm. by, you know, the word and the spirit and just always ready to pour out something because if you're empty, yeah. I feel like everybody will know it, but the Spirit of the Lord will really know it, and it yeah. won't move in the way that it should. Yeah. I, I, when I joined the worship team, I was a freshman. Um, I just joined Chi Alpha. It's kind of crazy that they trusted me to give, to like let me onto that platform. And I remember before I even, like before my first service, I was super nervous, and I was talking to my small group leader, Patrice, and, um, she sent me this video that was like anointing versus gifting. Mm. And I watched it and the, and I forgot who it was, but she was like, there's a difference. Like anointing is like your blessing. Like you, you're being a, a vessel right now that the Lord is like pouring out his spirit and like, and you're getting to be a part of that. And gifting mm. is just using this gift that the Lord's giving you for your own glory. Um, and that like changed the way I saw worship leading, like to this day. Um, I think when you've had like a busy week and you haven't been able to like have consistent devo time with the Lord, and you go in to to help um, lead a service in worship, you yeah, people honestly people can't tell because you have the gift, like you can you can carry a note. People can't mm. really tell, but if you have a relationship with the Lord in yourself, you almost feel like you're cheating. I know that <laughs> I, I know I definitely feel that I'm like, I don't. And if, and if the Lord decides to, to speak through me, it it's all him anyway. But a lot of times it comes when I've had like consistent time with him that week. And, mm. um, yeah, I'm just, it comes out of my Devo time a lot of the time. A, a lot of things, it's like that morning, I like really dug into something and that was exactly what the Lord wanted to use in the service. And it's mm. kind of awesome to to be a part of. So is there like, is there like a, 
a distinct distinct like knowing whenever your worship is affecting the the room and, and specific people is there like i can feel the spirit moving mm-hmm. upon the people like is there a difference when you have filled your you know your time with uh, spending time with the lord and when you haven't like can you tell the difference mm-hmm. while you're in that moment um sometimes i feel like a lot of times i don't even realize like i'm meeting with the lord myself um right and then like i leave off the stage and i'm like well that did not sound the way that i wanted it to sound um but people are like worship really like this happened during worship and i met with the lord this way and you're like god it's amazing that you can use anything to to, for your will to be accomplished here in these services that we have for these students it's like just the measly the measliest little offering like Mm -hmm. the lord takes it and, and he uses it but yeah you honestly can't you honestly can't tell i know that um during like dry seasons i'll be like it doesn't feel like that was effective at all. Like, mm. I feel like I could have just been in the in the crowd and it would have the same effect. But, yeah, I, I, that's not the God that I serve. He's going to use whatever um, we offer up to him. Yeah. So we want to offer everything, you know. You mentioned, like, starting when you were a freshman. How mm-hmm. have you, like, transformed? How has this transformed your relationship with God since you started? Yeah. It's a lot of, like, accountability. Um I feel like at the beginning, I was like, um, I was trying to figure out what exactly I was supposed to be doing up there (laughs) that whole time. And so spiritually, I was getting close to the Lord, um, but it really wasn't like the focus wasn't going on with worship. Like it was like whatever. Um, It was an amazing opportunity and it was and it was fun and I got to serve the Lord. It basically was like me serving the Lord. Like that's how I saw it. And then probably my sophomore year, it turned into, um, I don't know. Honestly, I feel like my sophomore year was kind of like an impasse. I didn't, I actually didn't, I don't think I worshiped led that much mm. in that season, um, which was good. I was, it was my first year leading a small group. So I was like super in with that, learning all the ups and downs of, of that. Um, and this year, I feel like it's probably been the most growth like I've gotten like more responsibility which is something that I definitely prayed for um and the Lord's really just been teaching me how to be a good steward of the things that he's given me um and the roles that he's given me yeah I feel like Mm. this is probably and I'm honestly still processing it at all like at all and so yeah I feel like that's a question (laughs) for a later time (laughs) honestly yeah yeah so like I I was just while you're saying that just thinking about catalyst worship Mm -hmm. and so like for people who weren't there um catalyst was this we we have a family connected to our church that has uh some property Mm -hmm. and they have uh basically these just gathering tents and so one of these tents were set up and we went out there and it was just three three nights or three days of of worship devotion fellowship and that was some of the most Mm -hmm. not only enjoyable but like powerful worship that i've ever been a part of and it was like in in the midst of 
Like, I think that night is when the capital got overtaken. Yeah. Like, in the middle of, you know, lockdowns. This was, like, the first, like, outing we yeah. had in a year or so. Yeah. And it was just incredible. I remember I'm like, I'm so glad I'm here doing this while the whole world is falling apart. Yeah, totally. Like, this is what matters. Mm-hmm. It was like, that was like the first time a lot of us got to see each other for a while. Um, we were all on break and stuff. And I remember I like almost wasn't there. I was like getting sick. We had just like watched the kids. Um, we had a blast with them at the forge. Yeah, that's right. And definitely didn't wear a jacket or any of that stuff i should have and so i was like sick like my throat was hurting it was not covid but i did not feel great and i was praying about it i was like god do i go like do i risk it like not even being able to sing um and but i was like i just want to be there um but i yeah the lord was like grace like you can like totally you cannot go like i i'm the great physician i see you're sick like you cannot go yeah but I'm going to move and you might miss out on it. And I was like, okay, Ooh. I'm packing up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny that you said it was like the most, like, it was like awesome worship. Cause I was like, this is like so rough. Mm. I was like, we're out in a tent. Like my throat <laughs> hurts. Um, I'm like, I'm glad I knew, I knew the Lord moved. Um, I feel like this was a lot of, we're picking the songs like the students like mm. are picking what we're like what we're singing um it doesn't even matter if it's going the words yeah. are necessarily talking about what they're preaching about but it all obviously with the holy spirit like it all just lined up perfectly um and it was it was raw yeah it was like we're here worshiping and i felt in my spirit like that things were going to be happening in the outside world while we were here and that we needed to be there and I remember talking to somebody about that and I was like, and I was like, mm. it totally makes sense what's yeah. happening outside right now. And I think <laughs> a lot of people in this room, the Lord is wanting to stir up a conviction in them and like set them on solid ground before they go out and they walk back into the world. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. It was it, amazing. It just kind of connects you with what like matters mm-hmm. when you're out in a place like Lano yeah. where you can see the expanse of of the universe and the stars. Mm -hmm. It's one of the lowest light pollution areas nearby us. Yeah. And so you could see the Milky Way, all these stars, and Mm -hmm. there's nothing else to do. You don't have phone service either. So there's nothing else to do but be there. Yeah. And it clarifies a ton of things. It clarifies what really matters because you feel refreshed after that. You're like, I was out in the woods, but I'm coming back to civilization and, but now I feel totally new. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something to that of like, hey, just take a step back from the crazy, um, look how long <laughs> some of the crazy, uh, you know, just man-made things yeah. and just take a step back and see what I've placed here for you. Totally. I feel like I said, get along with God like 45 times. I was like, <laughs> this is this is the time like get along with God and people did and yeah you really left there and you were like I know the world's like a tornado around me right now but I'm like in the eye of the storm like I can Mm. see through what's happening and I'm peaceful and I'm calm and I'm just waiting for my instructions like I feel like that's how I felt when I was leaving there yeah and uh I think Ricky 
made the announcement that mm-hmm. that was going on, and it almost felt like, man, this could <laughs> not like legit, but maybe kind of. I mean, that whole time period kind of felt like this. Like, is this like the end of the world? <laughs> yeah. Is this the end of the U.S.? Like, if this is, I'm gonna worship my heart out. Yeah. Now. I feel like I, I kept me and Ashley kept like leaving off and there was like a gas station like 15 minutes um, from the property and we were like sneaking off trying to brush our teeth and stuff and we pull up to one and I see on the news like everyone everyone's watching the news um, in this gas station and I look and it's like people are storming the Capitol and it was talking it was talking about the lady that um, that got shot and I just poked ashley and i like pointed to the, the tv screen and i was like do you see this like yeah this is this is crazy and it was funny because i'm pretty sure the night before like cole mayer was like yo like something's, something's gonna going happen down. yeah um he was like we're like he was like blood is gonna be stre- like shed on the streets tomorrow mm. and and i was like <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> like you can't just say that and walk away cole and then the next day, like we're seeing it on the news, and I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, this, this is not a joke. And I was like, oh, are we about to go into Armageddon? Like, mm. is that? And if so, are we ready? Like, have yeah. we been focused? And I think it was a wake up call for a lot of people. To be honest, though, like not to get into politics or whatever, but like, I, I thought, you know, I genuinely thought that like you know, the vice president or something was going to overturn something mm-hmm. and it was going to be much worse. So mm-hmm. than it was, but so I think that was the I'd mindset of like, there's every, like if that did happen, it, yeah. there would have been a lot of blood on the streets. It seems like. And totally. I was totally expecting it to get worse. I honestly, yeah, there was a lot of yeah. political themes happening and, just watching the course of like what this country has been through for the longest honestly yeah. it's just a cycle of like repeating events um and being able to see that and see what's happening i was honestly like after the seriousness of it all i yeah. just laughed about it a lot i was like well this is kind of hilarious like this is what people do when they have no hope they have no hope yeah yeah it's hilarious. I mean, it's not, It's yeah, it's kind of hilarious to me. I mean, that can kind of, like, transition us to kind of some of the topics. Like, where's the church? Where, oh, this, <laughs> this is actually really good. Yeah. Um, the, throughout this whole, this whole period, I have been asking the Lord. I'm like, what do we do? Yeah. What do I do as a follower of you? Um, as a member of, of Mount Valley, as a member of Chi Alpha, as a student at A&M, like, what do I do? What do I think? Like, Eli was talking about, like, the Lord wants to, like, wash our brains. And so, mm. and I was, I'm like, yeah, that is exactly what I want the Lord to do. I want the Lord to teach me. So I'm asking the Lord, like, it was especially around election time, like, um, I'm like, God, who do I vote for? Like, everyone around me is like, claiming one political party and then people back home are claiming another one yeah and i was like god i literally i don't care what everyone around me is saying like (laughs) i want you to tell me who to vote for and i I knew i had to drive back to dallas and it was like the day um that like the polls were closing and i was like god (laughs) 
you haven't given me an answer yet. Like, if I if you want me to hop in my car and drive to Dallas right now, then tell me who to vote for. Like, let's go. Kanye West. Con- <laughs> hey, <laughs> he honestly had my vote for a while. Um, but yeah, and the Lord was very clear, and He was like, Grace. Both of these people are wicked. Like, yeah, you will be compromising whichever like box you check Mm. and i was like okay god like okay yes (laughs) i know like but i have to vote like everyone's telling me i have to vote Mm. um and the lord was like okay like do you care what everyone else is saying or do you care what i say Mm. and i was like "Ooh, (laughs) okay like a lot of times me and the lord like yeah he always says something i'm like so crazy (laughs) people literally hate each other Mm-hmm. because a color because yeah a donkey or elephant <laughs> and and we're like you're just like you i, I remember i just uh, i was standing in line and i just remember this uh, it was I, this picture is in my head of of this lady with yeah. full surgical gloves a mask with a shield over oh, and like extra like wipes in her like <laughs> like a fanny pack like yeah a tool and, I, belt. <laughs> I, and she, she's just kind of looking at everybody like mad like just oh are, are you, you yeah. know are you this kind of person mm. and i'm like what is happening yeah Wh- what makes someone become like that mm-hmm. yeah fear mm. like fear and selfishness because honestly like when you think someone is going to basically like encroach on your rights that you think that you have, then of course, like mm. if that's your if that's where your idol is, if that's where your life is, then you're going to fight to the death to protect that. And it doesn't matter who stands in the way, like you're going to fight for it. And honestly, like both of these, I feel like the church, like we we have the responsibility to Mm. step away from any political party and stand up for Jesus uncompromised. Like, we have to, because if we look at history, we see that the church has always been super silent and also been low-key, not even low-key, just silently on a, a particular side. And we can see where that has, like, led us yeah it, i almost i get this word like stepping out and in mm-hmm. totally like this going over yeah like just get out of the way jesus and jesus christ crucified you know alone like, yeah <laughs> seriously like we cannot just sit passively by um we can't because the thing is like as we've done that in the past we've unknowingly um and unintentionally marginalized a group of people that now don't feel like they have a home in the church because the church has not stood up for them they believe Mm. and honestly it's like how can you blame them like but the thing is we have to get past that and we have to go okay god said to go out into all the nations and to all people and preach the gospel and if we're putting a boundary in front of ourselves then we're the only ones that have to answer for that on judgment day yeah it's like e- either way you look at it mm-hmm. we've uh, it, there's a lost focus mm-hmm. that the church has which is 
the the understanding and knowing that none of this is going to be okay like we're not going to yeah. be okay until the the lord returns totally. to earth totally you know that <laughs> she just picks up water and like oh, i'm not going to drink because <laughs> i was i felt like you were ending and i was about to speak and then i had the water so yeah um no but yeah i i think that honestly politics aside like yeah the lord and on and this is a whole concept that i haven't even like thought through all the way but it's really interesting to think about but obviously like we pray that the lord's will will be done here on earth and we pray to be um like the foot soldiers in that and so if the lord wants Mm. to put a particular party to be chosen then he is going to select a group of people that like have his heart to vote a certain way like if if he wants to to work in politics that way honestly it's like one of those questions is like how um is god moving for what purpose and it's like well i think the problem is we're we're so selfish in 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 this sense we think that the bible is about america Mm -hmm. it's not at all it's a middle eastern centric narrative it's a book that came from the middle east with the messiah from the middle east Mm -hmm. You know, a Jewish, you know, uh, yeah. doctrine in totally. a sense, like, and we're as the the saints of the church get to join into that, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a privilege, it's a uh, it's a it's a thing to be thankful for. It's not a thing to like take and be like, Prideful, we uh, know how to do this right, and it's mm-hmm. through this means of america does this because america is founded on biblical freedoms and while you know the the fact the facts is that that we have benefited from that greatly we've never known anything other than that we have the best life out of anybody in the entire planet Mm -hmm. and there's people starving all over the planet there is uh, tons of injustices going on but when we think that it's policy gonna, that's going to change that, we're, we're highly mistaken and we don't know what the gospel is because the gospel is that Jesus came, he's coming, and we need to invite him in. Jesus, mm-hmm. come. And uh, it's crazy because what I've began to realize, and I think we talked about this in an episode before, is I, and so Matt James, mm-hmm. so his dad is like this spirit-filled man. Mm-hmm. And he started like, prophesying over me because he was taking us, taking us back from Austin to here. And he basically explained to me that the Pentecostal and the charismatic like missions movement in mm-hmm. the 1900s began with this like end-time-centric framework. Okay. So they believed, truly believed, just like the disciples, like the 12 disciples and and Jesus himself, like I don't know about Jesus himself, but <laughs> but uh but but that's the way he preached is the the day of the Lord is at hand. Mm-hmm. Like okay, let's step it up. Like yeah. if that's the case, why do I why am I worrying about storing up treasures here? If 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 there's a good possibility that Jesus could return in my lifetime and I can play a role in that, yeah. I need to go to the nations now. Mm-hmm. I need to 
be preaching to these people groups and sharing the gospel and establishing totally. churches in these people groups that haven't been reached because I know there's a causative role that us as the church plays in the return of the Lord. We need to reach the nations. Yeah, everything is in this futuristic haze without the constant thought that Jesus is coming soon. Mm. Like, you're, what is the focus of the day if Jesus is not coming soon? Like, what do I? What am I doing tomorrow if Jesus is not coming soon? Mm. Like, nothing. Nothing right. of importance, honestly. And it's like we have to continue to make that our focus. We have to wake up every day because it's very easy to forget that. Yeah. It's very easy to be like, yeah, I'm leading a small group this year, and then next year I'll probably lead a small group, and then next year I'll do the internship. It's like, no, Jesus right. is coming soon. Like, what am I doing today? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I think most of the time that gets misconstrued for, oh, but you're not being positive. Mm-hmm. you're t- being negative it's like no that is positive that's the most positive <laughs> yeah. positive that could ever happen totally. that means all homelessness ends that means all hunger ends that means all shame ends yeah. that means you know, that means i'm reunited with my father in heaven yes. that means you get to be reunited with your father in heaven or you get the end that you wanted mm. or you get you get help like and honestly if you look at your life by choice yeah you've wanted that so we all get what we want at the end of the day and that's the best news Mm. ever so so what's that like being what what has that been like for you like going through these this crazy last year Mm -hmm. a pretty crazy this year 2021 it's wild to say that like 2021 i don't i don't know if i ever imagined that this year when i was young like um what has that change been like throughout you it internally because of the surrounding circumstances? Because when things change on the outside, it requires an internal response yeah. and, a, and a choice and choices. Yeah. I feel like um, before last year, I kind of was just skating through my days like on this like, hi i was like Mm. i know the lord um he has blessed me my whole life everything has like always just turned up daisies like obviously things not everything has turned up daisies but i kind of was just like living like that like nothing bad has ever happened you know yeah um and then 2020 hit (laughs) and (laughs) i was like i have no security in this world like none at all like even if i thought my security was in my parents and like how they could provide for me like things could things can change for them like their workplace can be shut down you know what i mean mm. um and so i like had to realize like <laughs> all my security has to come from god even like i i think i talked about it like on my instagram or something but i was like yeah my for the longest time my room was like my safe space Mm. it was like the way that i wanted it i had all the plants it honestly (laughs) looked like a jungle um and it was just cute and it was like off of a pinterest board but then like (laughs) like having to like leave that and like go into a quarantine or like not having even a place to stay for the summer like it was Mm. just it was like i have no i have nothing that is for certain except the lord and am i okay with that like is that enough for me um, and luckily it was like, I was like, praise God. <laughs> mm. But I know for some, a lot of people, it was like groundbreaking. And honestly, I think that the Lord has been just really gracious to me yeah. over this last year, but even just giving me, like, I prayed for eyes to see through what the times and I prayed for comfort, um, and peace through him. And he gave me that. And 
Yeah. It's been a great year. I learned a lot, I feel like. What's wild is if there even is any security in this world, mm-hmm. it's in the church. Totally. <laughs> like totally. We, on this last weekend, we went to Austin for a mission trip, and one of the things we did was a, a food drive where mm-hmm. people just drove by in Maynard, Texas, and we're helping out GT Austin, the church yeah. down there. And we were just, we were the distributors of the COVID relief yeah, packages <laughs> like of food. And I, I was just thinking about so that. I'm random. like, wait, okay. So the government, you know, there, even though the government is providing this, there is people willing to serve mm-hmm. and it's always the, the church. church. Mm-hmm. And, but what's crazy about that is I always think about this and I've had this like motto. A gift is always an open door to relationship. Yeah. And the amount of people that had so many things going on in their lives mm-hmm. that I ha- haven't been experiencing, mm-hmm. but I can empathize with totally. and pray for them, and grown people just in tears yeah. that someone wanted to lay their hands on them and pray for them. Yeah. Like, there's security in God's people. Totally. Um, I met this lady um during that and it was just so crazy because it was like we had a bunch of like little busy parts and it totally we got really busy and so there was this one moment where there's like a bunch of minivans a bunch of trucks and then this one lady just like pulls up and she's like frazzled and i'm like where do we put the food like Mm. (laughs) and she just like looks at me and she's like um you could just you could just put it back there and then she goes into how she was just talking there's like there's like two kids in the back and she's like i was just talking to the kids about like how i didn't know how we were going to get groceries like i didn't know how they were going to eat and in my head i'm like you were talking to the kids about (laughs) 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 they're like freaking out in the back um but and she just looks at me and there's just so much like desperation and hope in her eyes and and i was like Oh, okay, God, like I see what's happening here. Um, and I like focus in and I'm like, Hey, do you want to pray? Like, let, mm. let's put the food in the back. I was like, Give her a couple extra ones, you know, like, yeah, because they were grandkids. And so this was like for her daughter. And I was like, Do you need one? You know, and she was like talking about how much she was struggling. And I'm just like, Try not to cry. And we go pray. And she grips my hands so tight, mm. like, like for dear life while we're praying. And she's crying. And she's like around the age of my grandma. And I was just, I was like, God, you, you take care of your people. And I just felt the urge to say like, ma'am, like you can, the church will take care of you. Mm. Like God will take care of you. He will, he promises you life and life abundantly. He promises to take care of his children. Like you, this is a promise for you. And she's like, yeah, it is like, what a blessing Mm. like that this is. And I realized in this moment, I was like, yeah, we're giving out food to these people that we don't know. But the Lord is like working in these people's lives and drawing them into him. And we're getting to be a part of that. Mm. Like we're getting to see that. I was just, I had to go to the bathroom and cry for a second. I was like, God, this is like too much, honestly. Like, but it's, it's amazing to be a part of. I don't know if I ever really understood the impact of serving before this weekend. And the crazy thing is, you know, we all have different things going on in our lives Mm -hmm. and like things we would want to improve, 
things about our character that we mm-hmm. see and we're like, ah, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't matter how well off we are. doesn't matter what community you're in. There's, there's things in this fallen world that we have to deal with. And, mm-hmm. and, but what I was feeling as I'm praying for these people, it's so upside down. I was being healed of things. I don't even know what it was, but I just <laughs> felt this ble- continual blessing coming upon me mm-hmm. as I was focused on others. Yeah. And it's like we were designed to serve. Like when we have blessings, we we are blessed to bless. Yeah. Not to hoard. And when we hoard, we, we get unhealthy. We die. Yeah. We literally die. We we start to like and it it shows physical effects. Like Totally. You can pretend all you want that these are just Christianese like ideas that are in an ancient book, but mm-hmm. no, these this is what in reality happens when you make choices yeah. like that, mm-hmm. and people it's crazy. Don't it. People, I think like nobody wants to. What I see a lot, and actually, I just had a conversation with one of my old small group girls, um, and she was like, "Well, I just feel like we have to be selfish with the things that." Like, we have to be selfish with our time and ourselves mm. because people, like, um, will take, take so much advantage. from you. Mm. Yeah, they, they'll take advantage of you and you'll just be so drained. And I was like, this is something that so many people believe, but it's honestly the exact, it's not, it's not true. It's like God says it. He will give us what we need and more so that we can supply for the needs of others. And if we're not doing that, then yeah, like, you're going to feel drained. You're, it takes a lot of energy to hoard up all these things for yourself and yeah. to make sure that nobody can take it from you. Like what we were talking about earlier, like it is un, it's not your design. And that is why you feel horrible. That's why you feel like you have to like close yeah. yourself off from everybody and not allow them to even ask you of anything because you don't want to give it in the first place. Mm. And if that's the case, then are you truly following Christ? Because mm. that was his whole message. Mm. Like, come on you (laughs) i don't i honestly it's wild it's like he says that you should lose your life like that we don't actually believe that most of the time it's becoming realer and realer to me every day but like it's like do you truly like what is your life to you is it your actual is it your money is it your status is it your a&m ring like Mm. what is your life or is it truly like the breath in your lungs are you giving everything up unto that mm. and even then some mm. like i was talking to my smart group and i was like are we like when we go on these mission trips and we go to preach the gospel and we go to represent christ are we willing to die because mm. if not then like i don't like what i think you should look at your motive of why you're going because it says that the world won't understand you and the world will reject you mm. like we could be i had a dream before mm. we went to <laughs> before we went to austin i had yeah. this gnarly dream that we went and we were like in some room like we were at the capitol we were prayer walking or something and we were in this room and the guy walks in and he's like he has a gun and he's like who's a christian who's a christian and everyone was just like uh, what do i say like no one wanted to say no no one would say no but no one would say anything and he comes up to me and he's like are you a christian and i was like and the Lord like came over me. This the Holy Spirit came over me, and He was like, "You don't have to be in pain anymore." But I was like, right. and the dream wrapped up. But it was a good, it was a great dream. But I was like, "Yeah, am I willing to like lay my life down? Like, 
I've had those dreams before of like literally getting shot mm-hmm. yeah. for being Christian. And then yeah. I just see all this light mm-hmm. like in the dream. And you're like, martyr status. <laughs> like, yeah. It's becoming clearer and clearer to me that what this world is facing, I, I think I just realized this. It's a revelation. Every single problem that maybe our Western culture faces today is an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's all about identity. It's not knowing where you came from or who you are. Mm-hmm. And that causes everything. Because when you don't know where you came from, and you don't know who you actually are, you will treat yourself as more than or less than or outside of place. Like, And it causes every single problem we have. Because if mm-hmm. you think of yourself, oh, well, actually, I'm God, or I make the decisions around here, mm-hmm. um, then everybody else becomes nothing nothing to you, and, and, and you become evil, really. Mm-hmm. You become demonic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that's the devil. Mm-hmm. That's literally the spirit of the devil. And when you see yourself as nothing... You're also stepping outside of actually your royalty, but royalty submits to the king. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be royalty, but nobody wants to submit to the king. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's just no way around it. If you're if you're not doing one of those things, you know, if you're if you're then then you're not in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And like one of the things that Michael Michael Weidman genius. <laughs> Such a man of God. Yeah. The thing that uh, that really hit my heart this week was understanding what it meant to be a love slave to Jesus. Yeah. To God. To like how He is actually Lord. Like I am actually a slave to Him, and and that word these days people don't like it. Oh yeah, I mean. <laughs> So he explained how it worked. So back in the day, you would choose Mm -hmm. to become someone's slave. Yeah. Essentially, you would work for them, but it was a little bit more of a binding agreement than how we join corporations now. Totally. For seven years. But at the end of the seven years, you get to choose. Do you want to go free? Or do you want to stay forever? Yeah. And... If you have a good master, your master will go find you a wife. Will give you a house. Whoa. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Cuz I mean okay. dating wasn't a thing back then. Totally. Like this is the the dating is such a new creation. Um find you a wife and then you have a place to eat and live and feed your kids. And then you think back, well, my life before my Kinda master sucked. Yeah. Sucked. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that great, but with my master I have a family, I have plenty of food, I have a place Mm -hmm. to lay my head, and you would get this tag on your ear Mm -hmm. by choice, Yeah, and that was a testament to the lovingness and how, you know, uh, I forget, I don't know the word, how great and grand your master was, Mm -hmm. because masters that were bad, they didn't have any slaves that, that stuck around yeah that makes sense and when he described it that way that is what you're choosing you're choosing to actually give up your right over your own life your claim 
on decisions, your claim on direction. Really, that's what it's all about. Like mm-hmm. Decisions and direction. Yeah. Everything else is like, oh, yeah, I'll give up this thing. But it's really decisions and direction. And that just clicked for me. It was like, no, actually, I'm better off giving this away because I can't handle it myself. When I was handling it, everything was mm-hmm. messy. Everything was horrible. Yeah. But when I gave my claim away over my decisions yeah and it's like the thing is like this is a concept that everyone everyone who's going to follow christ like has to understand but the biggest barrier i see to people understanding that especially girls that i meet on campus it's that they haven't like made any huge mistakes like Mm. their life has been pretty much taken care of um their families are pretty well off and they're like yeah i've kind of been doing it pretty well on my own so far and so you're telling me that i need god to tell me that i can't do all these other things and that'll be better for me like i'm not really believing that um and it just and you're like but they don't even see they don't see how wicked their life is they Mm -hmm. don't see how many bad decisions they've made um they just have like kind of put on blinders to that and it takes the holy spirit to like really show somebody the sum of all that they are and that that's what i've been learning lately like trying to reason with people and be like you like look at your like because i can clearly see with Mm. the holy spirit i can clearly see the shamble that your life is you know (laughs) yeah but like getting them to understand that and not bringing in like not being in prayer and fasting like that the holy spirit would come and and reveal that to them it really doesn't work like Mm -hmm. they're just like yeah i'm gonna go keep doing what i've been doing and it's like the saddest thing ever because i think most people don't really understand that they can break god's heart Mm -hmm. that he has a heart to break Mm -hmm. they just see him as this dictator of a sort you know energy (laughs) yeah but we can really break his heart and i think that is what changes the heart of a person is when we get honest with God about how we broke his heart. Mm-hmm. When we take and, our eyes off of ourselves. Well, everything is his. Mm-hmm. Like everything we are, he's responsible for, mm-hmm. you know, like he's responsible for our hands, the breath of life that we have, our the ability kids. to see. Yeah. Like the other day I was at the, at the Lick Creek park and I was going on a run and I was getting tired. Mm hmm. And I started to slow down. I was like, oh, I could stop and walk right now. You know, that thought comes in your head when you're yeah. running. Sometimes it's, like- sometimes it's a good thing just to walk <laughs> and just soak it in. But I just had this thought, wow, thank you, God, for giving me legs. Thank you that I'm not in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And I started running harder. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that thought did that for me when I'm running. I'm like, thank you, and I'm going to use it on a walk. <laughs> um yeah, it's just literally, like, figuring out, goes back to identity. Like, if you don't know whose you are and, and who you are, then, like, nothing really matters. But then if you figure out that you're, you like, you are the product of love from a mm. loving father and a generous father and the creator of the universe, then you're like, oh, what the heck am I doing? Yeah. Like, when you, when you sneak out past your curfew 
and you go and you and you go to some party or whatever it doesn't really matter till you come back and you get caught and even still it doesn't really matter until you see the disappointment and the hurt and the fear that that were like in your parents eyes as they didn't know where you were and they were worried about you and you're like oh shoot like my my decision actually like hurt someone Mm. oh maybe i shouldn't do that anymore if i really cared about them if i really loved my parents yeah because yeah. we we without having some outside force to tell us who we are, then we find it in everything else. Mm-hmm. Because if there if there is no God, then we have no identity. Yeah. We have no purpose. Our identity is we're monkeys or we're Clump stardust. Cells, we yeah. just randomly blew up and then now we're here. Like. Yeah. So everything's meaningless. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, so if everything's meaningless, I can either follow that to the logical conclusion, which is not good at all, or I can ignore that fact and try to find my identity in everyone and everything else that is yeah. physically around me. Mm-hmm. And that's what breeds materialism. That's what breeds uh, what we were talking about before, this want for control and power and using different manipulation techniques to to get what you want but but where does what you want even come from like what are you trying to get and you're really trying to get identity yeah and you know and love and security but but you keep never finding it and you keep striving and and changing the eye of like the object of your affection because it nothing is ever like adding up to what you thought it would be because you're not actually going to the source it's kind of like crazy I, I remember thinking like okay so people keep trying to find identity and purpose and love in the world and like everyone's so miserable like everyone who was like okay like i want to make this amount of money by the time i'm 25 mm-hmm. and they do that and then like those are the people that are out in the bars every night drinking their sours array and you're like well why are you upset like you're rich like you have a penthouse apartment in dallas you know what i'm saying like what <laughs> yeah what's going on um and it's like when you are looking to the world and the people around you for the things that you can only find that are like concrete in the lord like it's always shifting society Mm -hmm. culture is always shifting to some extreme or the other and so like as soon as you get to the point that it was at two weeks ago it's shifted already yeah and you're not it anymore <laughs> right. and it's like i uh, i there's this one rapper i think his name's young c shout out uh oh. he's like a christian rapper oh i was like uh <laughs> no no and he says he says tell me how that clout feels in five years yeah <laughs> yeah there's like that was or tell me what that clout's worth in five years nothing <laughs> there's that that vine that's like what's the difference between drip and sauce Oh. Drip is temporary, but sauce is forever. <laughs> <laughs> sauce. Yeah. My my uh friend, best friend Jax, that's his text tone. Sauce. Sauce. <laughs> I know. Gosh. Bro, change that. It sucks. No, yeah. Um Yeah, that's man. That's okay, I have a question. Yeah. Okay, so um in another conversation that we had this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael asked Rita and I about like what's going on and why do we see like and if this if I didn't understand this question right that's on me but this is how I understood it 
um why do we why did why do we see um like women that don't know the lord like a lot of them are starting to go for like feminine men mm. and uh that like took me aback because i was like whoa what that's weird <laughs> <laughs> like that's really weird um but like and I thought about it, and me and Rita like came up with the conclusion basically that um, it talks about it in Genesis. Like it says mm-hmm. that, like woman, you will. I just cracked my knuckle in the mic. Um, <laughs> woman, you will desire to rule over your husband, but he will rule over you. And right. um, yeah, we see like a reversal in the roles of men and women, and we see that tension even happening like in the church. And I feel like right now we see a lot of like. Everyone's talking about the like passivity of men, um, and like, how do you? What do you think is going on there? Mm. Like, it's an identity issue again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, they have believed the lie that if they dominate this person or they're the decision maker, that it's better. But when I think about it, is it goes back to a podcast I did with uh, Leanne and Sierra. Um, why if you're i've never understood this i'm like women have like there is a lot of things like childbirth and bearing and stuff the responsibilities that women have but like as far as like household decision responsibilities and like all of these things i'm like y'all got it good what are you just complaining about (laughs) you know what i'm saying but like like i if i was a woman i would not want that responsibility i would not want the responsibility of that final decision or taking that role of like i am the protector i am this i am that yeah there's just something unnatural about it um maybe i'm not allowed to say this because i'm a white male <laughs> i don't know but that's my thought at least is like it's an identity issue it's this lie that being in that position is somehow better like the masculine position is a better position mm-hmm. than the feminine position. And it's just like, no. Mm-hmm. The, the woman is the only person referred to as the same thing as the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. as the helper. Mm-hmm. The only other thing in the Bible referred to that is the Holy I mean, Spirit. Yeah. Like, it's an honor. Like, the pinnacle of creation is women. That's the, you know. Yeah, I think like. What would this world be? where where would we be um i feel like definitely when it comes to roles and actually like duties and responsibilities of the woman i feel like i i think a lot of if i wasn't if i was not sick let's just before i knew the lord yeah if i were to think about okay well as a woman as a wife like what do you do also it has to do a lot with whether or not you had a like a present father figure in the home yes because with my dad being like in a different country for majority of my life it was like i have no i have no context of mm. what a wife is doing and even like when my mom like remarried she was at work she mm. was like at the job and um my stepdad was home and but he had a job and so i was like well i don't understand like but then you look on tv and it's like the woman is like washing the dishes and mm. she's like doing the laundry and she's with the kids or it was the exact opposite and she was never home and she was a workaholic right. and she was cold and she was stoic and you're like okay well what the heck 
Um, <laughs> well, the the thing is, it's like what I think we have misplaced what we value. Yeah. You know, because it's like we we somehow have decided that that being this workaholic is more valuable yeah. than being present as a mother raising for your up kids. the next generation of of people. Yeah, it's whack. Totally. <laughs> it's like, do you the most formative years are the years when you are growing up and watching your parents because we learn by watching and so we receive our identity yeah through our parents yeah i learned that i'm a valued and cherished um daughter while i'm like at home with my parents and i'm watching them sacrifice and take care of me and and so it's like if we don't care about that oh and that's where that's where i was going with that Mm. so all these things that you're doing in the home people will assume so I should have mm. control over everything. Like I should have control over the money goes. I should have control of where we move, where we stay. If I'm doing all these things and I'm here all the time, I know more about it. So let me handle it. <laughs> and so that's where it comes like where I'm like I'm the woman and I am head of the household. Well, that's just that's also the lie like like for men or women, the lie that if only I had more control, things mm-hmm. would be better. Things would yeah. But that's a complete lie because we don't have the capability. No. Given all the control, like you see it time and time again, when individuals are given more control in the world. Things go way more south. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's like the more responsibility you have, the more like you have to mess it up. And when you really think about it, okay, so the roles are like pretty equal in the the direness of their responsibility because yeah, it's like the man is leading the family as a whole as a unit um and he decides like the prosperity of the family he decides the st- he decides the stability of mm. the family um and you somehow even saying that we have been like so much propaganda has been fired at us mm-hmm. to make us like feel weird for saying he is the leader of the yeah. family unit because we're like that automatically means everyone else is less than mm-hmm. and that's like what what is a yeah. father without the, uh, the wife family and the family he's you know not a saying? father without no. children <laughs> without it's yeah you honestly that's something you have to be healed of because like i yeah. feel like four years ago I, I definitely have a problem saying that but now it's like sweet you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. and then so yeah so he has all this responsibility right. Um, and then the mother, like the wife, has a responsibility to help her husband, to to help and shoulder the burdens that her husband um, is carrying, to raise the children. And it's like these are children that are gonna grow up or, and either be missionaries or mass murderers. You know, like yeah. And so it's like th- these are great. And wherever he leads, like if he choose chooses to walk away from the Lord. That sends the family in a whole other direction. That affects the mother. Like, it can affect the mother's decision, even though we all have the responsibility to have our own yeah. walks with the Lord. But it's, like, super... These roles are not any... They're very equal in, in, in how much importance that they both have. And that is, like, it's what the devil... The, the agenda for the devil today is to flip that on its head and to completely get everyone's minds off of the original intention of the design and get them on something perverted and so that their families can be messes you destroy parents you destroy fathers 
you just that that equals destruction of identity for kids they grow up believing all different types of things Mm -hmm. which results in the destruction of societies totally devil takes the youngest right (laughs) like yeah and it's like (laughs) this thing is the only thing that has ever done any good yeah like women's rights comes from this Mm -hmm. everyone's rights (laughs) comes from that yeah right Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah the lord had a a beautiful and specific design Mm. um for the way that we should live in harmony with each other and most importantly in harmony with the with god and when we stray from that that is when you see all of the most tragic things happen in the world yeah it's like you would never think to like we didn't i didn't make a computer right Mm -hmm. you would never think oh well actually i don't need this part (laughs) and just throw it out like yeah i don't need the keyboard you know what's i'll do it my way (laughs) yeah you would never like no one would ever do that that's kind of controlling yeah right (laughs) yeah (laughs) totally it's very prideful that that's like the root of it all just so what what is the hope then that we have like where what do we do like where are we at like we're we're i i feel like we're at a pretty good place right now Mm -hmm. we're at a place where it's like okay a lot of uh what we kind of got away with putting our hope in like kind of divided hope um has kind of revealed itself as unworthy Mm -hmm. and i feel like we're kind of at a good blank slate now yeah and some good things can happen in the you know global church and so like for you and you may not feel qualified or whatever but you're part of it you're part of the church what's the response now we see all these things we see that these things are whack we see that the enemy has been lying to us and we've been taking the bait mm-hmm. what's the what's the answer then well i think the answer is to when the truth is revealed to you to not close your eyes to it mm. um to not decide to live in unreality and and say no that's not my truth i'm not gonna i don't have to believe in that um yeah, so look it in the face and be like, okay, like I am broken and I am wicked and I'm wrong. Okay, who is holy, who's pure, and who's right? And that answer will always lead you to God. And then we commit to getting to know God and, to, and making him our Lord and making him our, letting him be, because he already is, but letting him be our Lord and our Savior um, and committing to becoming a new creation becoming Mm. more like jesus and dying to ourselves every day and figuring out what that means because i feel Mm. like a lot of people come into christianity and they're like dying to yourself every day i'm good (laughs) yeah yeah but it's a beautiful (laughs) thing that like leads to a rebirth every day i think if we understood that it means like prosperity everlasting Mm -hmm. like if we truly could wrap our heads around what dying to ourself actually means yeah for ourselves. like there is like there is this you can't think about it that way but there is this i mean part of you can i guess like that you can trust that god is going to take care of you you yeah and you don't have to worry like that's the the end of worries and and all of it all of that so totally it's like when you're like like when you're living for the lord and you're letting him lead you you are like freer than ever you're Mm. like i i can just like make 
the love of my life happy every day and I'll be I'll be great. Right. There's no better deal. <laughs> <laughs> There's no better train to get on. It's like I can be with yeah. the the apple of my eye every single day until I get to until I get to even like leave this earth and the the problems that come with this broken like world that we live in yeah and I get to be with him for eternity like forever you know know what I just realized about this uh this controlling kind of dilemma or pattern like of this desire to be controlling right in any capacity in any person Mm -hmm. is uh it's literally contrary to the character of God. Because if you think about it, God is n- the opposite of yeah. controlling. He doesn't control anyone. No, he's like... But you know who tries you. to control people? We do. We, us. <laughs> but... The devil? The devil does. Yeah. You know? Like, the father of lies mm-hmm. is the controlling one. Yeah. So if we want to be like him... We'll try to control people. everything yeah but if you want to be like our father the true creator of all of reality be a love slave yeah because he literally did it mm-hmm. and he doesn't force anybody to do it that's what's so cool it's like you can literally come to church you can hear the truth of life itself and you can say nah <laughs> yeah and god will let you do that yeah it'll break his heart yeah but he will let you do it it was so, I I had this conversation with a couple of my smart group girls. I feel like everyone I had this conversation with. <laughs> but I was like, why do we want God to be this tyrant? Like, I know so many times mm. before I figured this out, I was like, God, I want to be like, I want to be holy. I want to be obedient. Like, could you just scare me? Like, could you just give me a dream of what hell would be like? And then, oh my gosh, <laughs> like I was that's like, that's a horrible prayer. <laughs> okay, but I was like, please, I was like, if you just scare me good enough, like I'll remember that the next time. Like I don't want to wake up at six thirty and do my devo. Like mm-hmm. I'll be, yeah, and yeah, eventually and, you'll forget though. That's well, just what we I was. Do. I was like, keep scaring me, however, <laughs> until I get it. Just uh, take me to hell every night. Every night, <laughs> twenty three minutes every night. Like I literally, I. Yeah, it it was wild. And this was like a couple months ago. Like this wasn't like at the beginning of my Christian oh walk. My gosh. I was like, please. I was like, why do you keep letting me fail? Like and <laughs> I feel like you think it's funny, but it was real. And it was yeah, it was brutal. I was like, God, please. You have the power to literally just like send a tornado right now. Like <laughs> and demanding these things from the Lord. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I've used that, like, me getting I've saved. I've never heard prayer like, Lord, please just send a tornado so I love you. I was, well, I loved him, but I was like, Lord, how do I, how do I like, transfer this seriously? love into obedience, like, fighting my flesh? And I was like, I know yeah. that I can't live without you, but why does it seem like in the little things of life that I can? Like, mm. but I don't... It, it's a horrible experience. Like, what the heck? And so it was just a weird conundrum. And, but I mean, the Lord met me in that anyway. But I, where was I going? <laughs> Basically, we, we, want, <laughs> we want the Lord to, to like force us, like force our hand into obeying him. Like, mm, yeah, I, right. so many people, 
like actually feel this way and probably didn't go to the extreme that I went in my prayers, but they definitely feel that way. And it's like, just why- make all the choices for me. God, like- please <laughs> like just like how Superman's in chains, like put me in chains and follow- I'll be happy. Mm. Just like, let me follow you around like that without the, even the opportunity to do my own but thing. But he knows that's not true. That's why he won't give it to us. Yeah. We he won't knows that's not true. He, we, we won't love him Yeah, the way that he deserves to be loved, the way that he created us to love him. If he did that, if he was this horrible dictator that just forced us to be like mindless yeah. slaves. Well, like, it seems like time and time again, when we try to choose less than we're called, it never works. Never Even works. if we're okay with it, we're like, God, hey, God, like, God, I'm gonna tell you right now, like, I'm all right with this. Just a little house and, you know, picket fence or whatever. Give me a dog named Skip and, yeah. you know, wife Sending and kids. Sending me to hell and- every night. <laughs> Just like scaring me every morning. I wake up, the mercies are new. It's me getting a glimpse of, of the devil. Like, uh, I'm sorry. Okay, but, I think you broke Bailey. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not in host mode anymore. That was amazing. Yeah, but no, that's not what we want. Like, that's not, and that's not what's promised. That's not the identity that we're, that we're caught to. You have to stop laughing or I'm going to keep laughing. Okay, but, but yeah, the Lord's like, no, I want you to choose me. And, and I'm worthy to be chosen. He's so worthy to be chosen. And once I got that, once I realized, like, I cannot call to be something that is so unlike him mm. and expect him to do it, um, mm. I experienced so much more freedom. I was like actually like able to enjoy dying to myself and enjoy mm. like being disciplined in, in in the way that i live my life and i was like god thank you for giving me the freedom to do this like <laughs> thank you for not giving me 23 minutes in hell thank you for not scaring me into submission mm. but loving me into submission so it's crazy like we we take even like our ability to choose for granted mm-hmm. you know totally it's like wait we can choose to like give up like there's still choices mm-hmm. when you're a, when you're a love slave to to god yeah there's a bunch of choices still yeah you still gotta choose a whole bunch of things but it's the direction that he chooses and that he knows best for mm-hmm. like if i have to coordinate my life to end up in a certain place Ooh, it ain't happening no yeah cause and it's gonna be stressful that's why there's so many anxiety disorders so many like because we've been told over and over and over again it's up to you yes like Mm -hmm. (laughs) self-made pick yourself up from your bootstraps yeah like and you're like (laughs) i'm wearing sandals (laughs) i'm wearing chacos (laughs) (laughs) i am wearing chacos um dude she was wearing chacos in like the cold on sixth street yeah we're prayer walking sixth street I climbed a mountain in Colorado in these chacos. They go I, me everywhere. I climbed uh, Angels Landing at Zion National Park in Utah in chacos. They they never let you down, like God. No. <laughs> Are you comparing chacos <laughs> with God? I just realized that. I mean, it's fine, but as long as <laughs> if you take me to hell, just let, let me be wearing chacos. Let chocos. me wear my chacos <laughs> down there. They might. <laughs> They might know, <laughs> but they, yeah, they, yeah, no, yeah, but yeah, it's not hope and fear. We talk about that all the time, but it's not like 
it's literally not hope and fear. I think that just clicked right now. Mm. Like, it's not hope and fear. It's trust and love. And that is actually, like, what empowers you to walk with the Lord. Yeah. And to know the truth that we will receive rewards is is just an output. It's just like, a, like hey, follow the Lord because you love him and you know and you're grateful for him and you, you want to build this genuine real relationship that grows and grows and through relationships there's there's con- sometimes you know God, it's not god causing the confusion but there's sometimes hardships and ways that your character is built and your relationship strengthens and things get pruned and taken away um but you know that in the end of the day he's a trustworthy god and we're going to be free from yeah. all of this pain totally it's like once I stopped looking at the horrible, like the crazy things that would happen, that do happen in my in my life, um, once I stopped looking at them, I used to think like something new would pop up, and I'd be like, "Oh, so we're on like episode 107, and this crazy like dramatic show that I'm like living." Um, and once I started seeing them as like tools that the Lord is mm-hmm. trying to use to build up a a woman of God, I was like. Oh, thank you. Not always caused by him. No. But redeemed by him. Yes. Yeah, totally. It's like all these horrible things that happen, they're there's consequences to free will. Yeah. People can choose wrongly and mm-hmm. you can be negatively impacted by that. But that does not mean that the Lord was responsible for that. The Lord actually did he's doing all that he can to like to prevent those things from happening to prevent people from making those choices the holy spirit the whole time was trying to lead people away from that choice but they decided to do that and now since you called yourself to be under christ and covered by the blood of jesus then you have the opportunity to work with god um to make that situation bring him glory Mm -hmm. and if you if you wallow in your own like self pity and like woe is me, then that won't happen. Mm. And it'll just be woe is me, and rip to me. <laughs> Last golden nugget for the kids back home. <laughs> like I'm just supposed. To <laughs> <laughs> it's just you're supposed to just pull oh. it out like the ray gun. Oh, okay. Those that no know what I'm talking about. Last golden the nugget. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think like. Take your eyes off yourself. If you're a Christian, like, take your eyes off yourself. And if you aren't a Christian. That's a mic drop moment right there. Take your eyes off yourself. Yeah, and look at the Lord um, and get in the fight. Like, a lot of things, like, once you just decide that you're going to follow God's will for your life every moment of every day, all those other things that, like, are trying to take your attention, the Lord takes care of them, and he's so good at it. Mm. So... Yeah, because when you get your eyes off yourself, you realize that there's a fight that actually needs you. Yeah. And you're like, oh, the Lord's actually trying to teach me how to deal with this other situation by leading me in this in this situation. That to I'm be in a right servant. Now. Yeah. To, to everyone mm-hmm. around us. How can we honor everyone? How can we love everyone? Seriously. Yeah. You know? Totally. Well, Grace, you are awesome. Just Thanks, drop Lord. us some bars right now. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> uh, but seriously, I thank you so much for 
coming on and this was awesome um thank you for having me i don't know if a recap is necessary for this one uh i can give one sure let's let's hear it caleb um the man the myth the legend (laughs) the one that cranks the gears um so all of that you guys have been talking about has really been we can try to set our own identity and we can either put it in politics or weird gender stuff Mm -hmm. or thousands of other things but it's not gonna work we're gonna be miserable (laughs) exactly and yet if we put our identity in being a servant if our identity is found in serving god then that is where freedom comes and that is where joy comes yeah so whether you're called like you to um to lead worship and to um serve in various ways with the church or if whatever god calls you to do we are called to be servants Mm -hmm. and so our heart cry should be lord make me a servant we want to see more and more of god and the way we do that is by submitting to him giving him all of ourself and letting him use all the gifts that he's given us however he wants to use it yeah. instead of how we want to use it yeah, boom it. y'all heard it here second folks get it no all right <laughs> thanks for thanks for listening uh sign up for our newsletter on create create share this with a friend and we'll see you on thursday